Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Random Movie Generator Random Movie Generator Random Movie Generator Random Welcome to Random Movie Generator Podcast with me, David L. and David Edwards here at the absolute ed- ready, ready to serve the great people of the UK and, and the globe on movie reviews and news. What a morning we've had with tech issues, David, but we're here now. We're uh, we're fit as fleas, uh, like you said, ready to talk about cinema and so on and so forth. Absolutely. And I'm you know, well aware I'm not always the best person to collaborate with um, anything that's kind of uh, in this kind of uh, realm of IT. You're wonderful to collaborate when it comes to movies. 100%. That's what I'm hoping. That's the dream. That's what we're hoping, that I can... I've messed up on the IT front, but I redeem myself cinematically. Um, Have you had a good movie week? Um, What is a good movie week? What did I mean by that? week is when you watch a movie and you wake up the next morning and it's still rattling around in the old mind it's left um it's left it's either um left you um it's kissed your frontal lobes or it's bruised them one or the other well i watched my first movie for ages i said to you unlikely oh, pilgrimage really? what was that? oh yes the jim broadbent film yeah. yes um so i watched my first movie for ages this week david and uh, they're good aren't they movies Oh God! When they work, they're bloody brilliant. Yeah, when, when they, they don't, work, you they... can leave a bit cynical. Yeah, and um, it, it's very much a case of well, it's like uh, there was an, uh, a cinema exhibitor that was interviewed recently, came to Cine World, and he was saying that you know, um, if the quality of the films aren't good, people well, it's, it's pointing out the obvious they're not great. But he says if you get like a Bond movie, like the Daniel Craig films, and you give people a great experience, he's using them as an example where it's not just big special effects, it's also like it's character driven and emotionally involving. He does notice people will come back, you know, they won't just visit the cinema once a year, it'll be um, several months. But if you have a real stinker, a real turkey, you just think, oh, I'll stick with Netflix. I just rewatch Friends when I get home. If I laid out 100 DVDs on your bed, 
uh, in a line, how many of them would be worth watching, do you think? 100 movies. How many of those? If I randomly picked 100 movies, how many of those would you would you think you'd want to go and tell your friends about? If you're lucky, 10%, 10 of them, if you're lucky. And that's me being optimistic, probably more like seven or eight. Why are we doing this? Well, the thing is, with filmmaking, you've got to spin so many plates, haven't you? The central concept's got to be good, but also it's got to be well-paced, well-structured. I mean, you could come up with an absolute winning concept for a film, but it's all in the execution, isn't it? It's like the Truman Show. I mean, that was a great idea for the film. Perhaps it's a bit um, hackneyed now, but back in the 90s, that was like, who came up with this? But so much of it is how you execute that idea, that concept, you know, how you introduce it, the character, the pacing. Do you go over voiceover, flashbacks, all those um, different elements? You know, is it too complicated the way it's served to the audience? There's just t- so many things to spin, isn't there? So many plates. So did you go and watch the Kathy Bates film last night? You put you, you, on Instagram, you, you chose your movie and you said you were going to watch that one. Which one did you choose in the end? In the end, that Kathy Bakes and it was Maggie Smith um, movie. Her name is Maggie Smith, isn't it? I haven't butchered that, is that? Right, there we go. Side <laughs> release. Trip to the first hurdle. I, I question myself now. I'm filled with anxiety that I'm getting these things wrong. But um, you've got... Um, that was filled up. Oh, what? Uh, apparently, um, I, I went to the um, uh, the t- ticket booth, got asked for my uh, Miracle Club ticket, and they said your that um, your Miracle Club ticket. What's that? That's um, that's the name of the film, Miracle Club. Oh, I thought it's like an extra ticket you have that you go into some underground club afterwards. And I like the idea of that. What though. would that be like? You watch a movie, then you go into a sex, not a sex club, but a... that would be quite. It'd be quite incredible if, like, um, uh, you were ushered along a hallway and one of the posters turned into a door, and then you went absolutely you went down the steps. <laughs> Well, it'd be basically like um, that guy who writes Fight Club, Chuck Polkinek, or what his name is, and it, it'd turn out to be snuff movies or something really dark like that, wouldn't it? Or the original JFK footage, these like really rare kind Why of films. Why don't we open a post-film club? Um, in what sense? Kind of like uh, after watching well, you, the film You club. watch your film, you watch your Kathy Bates film, and then like men and women in sort of masks and little get-ups, say come to our club and it's in the cinema but it's downstairs it's got like a well like a film themed yeah um, you talk about what you've watched but you also get a little bit squiffy and there's a swimming pool I don't see why not I'm sure there must be um, ones like that in Brighton there's a swimming pool goodness me cigars ladies swimming pool and movie chat what more do you need perhaps a pizza on a floatable tray That'd be absolutely <laughs> scrumptious. Wow. So so the film you're going to see, this is a nice twist, the film you're going to see was filled up. So what did you go and see? I, um, in the end, I saw Taylor Swift, the concert film. So I had, so that was the movie that I um, found myself watching. With Ryan? With Ryan? No. Because Ryan and... Um, was unable to come last night. He was on late on the old work front. But I still have a commitment, to obviously, this podcast to uh, have a review. So, How um, rare is that for you to go on your own? 
yeah, I haven't done that for a long that's time. Pro- that's not like me going to fan. football on a Saturday mine. It's a strange feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it is a strange one. I've never kind of... Um, when people say they go to the cinema on my own, I never judge them for it. I'm like, yeah, fair enough, that's good. But I always find it a big kind of like, you want to chat to someone about it afterwards. It's. Um, I prefer it more of a social activity, really, definitely. Did it change your any kind of habits, like your eating habits, knowing Ryan wasn't there? Or did you eat more, eat less? Did you sit anywhere else? Or Well, it has to be said that it was a real culture shock in the sense that I've never gone to see like a music concert in the cinema before. Oh, is that what it is? Just a straightforward yes, music? Yes, it's not like a documentary fly on the wall. Fucking so I hell, David, I can't believe you did this last night. I couldn't do it. And it was completely heaving with people. And even the what front row sing? where I normally sit. Uh, she goes through all her albums from the last, I think it's 17 years, like 10 albums worth. So some of her really early country uh, tracks, all the way to more modern tracks that you'd be aware of. But I was hoping for, I knew it wasn't documentary focused, but a bit more behind the scenes vibe. But it is really just the concert. So it was me surrounded by primarily women kind of in their um, teens and 20s. And they were up clapping, dancing, singing. This is like when I went to see Puppetry of the Penis. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I remember I saw Magic Mike, the sequel, the second one. And that was just women and me on my own because I was killing time before I saw a friend. Right, David. So can you just walk us through it? Just because this is quite an extra, extraordinary experience. Can you walk us through what was it like going to watch Taylor Swift with this new sort of audience who was sat amongst? What what did it look like? You walked in the room. Well, I usually have the front row to myself, but I didn't at all. Um, it was absolutely heaving and packed, but they were quite civilised. It was quite a mixture of ages. There's a lot of teenagers there, but there were people. Uh, I was definitely the oldest. Gender-wise, I was out the loop. There were some men there. There were some men. I'd say the oldest was like mid-30s, the absolute oldest. So there were, because she's been around for a while. Do you know what I mean? Because um, she's in her mid-30s herself. So um, I think she's 33. So she's been around for quite a while. But primarily it was teenage girls. Um, and it was absolutely packed. More packed than Barbie and Oppenheimer. It has to be said. And... Um, then uh, what was a bit of a shock was as soon as the concert started, as in the music, people got up on their tippy toes and they were dancing and clapping around. And I was like, I'm not up for this. So I felt like a bit of a killjoy. Did you do sat- an audience review afterwards? Um, yes, I did. Yeah, 100%. Okay, okay that will be on Instagram and Twitter. Next. Yes, quite, quite right, quite right. Okay, how did you feel when they started getting up and dancing and singing? I was like, am I going to actually stay here for the whole thing? Can we see what you look like? Just like that, kind of looking up, side by side, kind of raised eyebrows. So not eyebrows. annoyed, just I'm in the wrong place Oh, here. yeah, yeah, definitely. I felt like Louis Theroux, you know, entering a, a gang or subculture or cult, <laughs> not like. But it was a case of, um, you know, usually I'm quite snobbish about, like, you know, cinema etiquette, but you've got to respect that I'm entering someone else's turf in a way can you give me one song that she, I don't know if I know any of her songs Cruel Summer they um, don't impress me much uh, uh, uh. Oh, that's that Shania Twain I think isn't that, is that the same 
That's Shania Twain. Because Shania Twain's probably in her 40s, 50s now. But she did start off with country music similar to Taylor Swift. I mean, Taylor Swift is massive. She's like... Um, I can see you, baby, walking towards me, y'all. Is that one? That might be one. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Did You're you an that anti-hero, up? baby. Yes, that's it. That, that's one, but it doesn't sound like that. But there's right. one called anti-hero. Cruel summer, cruel man, cruel summer, cruel man. That's the name of one of her songs, but it doesn't sound like that. But that is that is one of her choruses. You belong to me. <laughs> That might be one of them. I'm trying to think. It's all a blur. I was trying to remember it when I got up this morning, and it's all just a hallucinogenic blur. Blank space. Blank space. That's a title, but it doesn't sound like that. This is a love story, boy. Yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> that's, no, that's, that's, I was waiting for you. That's one of them. <laughs> Oh, God, the idea of having to sit in amongst that. Well played. Oh, yeah, they were, they were up, hip-thrusting the whole shebang, just surrounded by all these um, people kind of uh, gyrating and entering into an orgasm of just um, hedonism and Taylor Swift fun, basically. Did you stay for the whole shebang? Well, I felt I should do for the review, because every now and then they did sit down they didn't keep up. If they were stood up the whole time and I was just sat there like a grump, I don't think I would have been able to ordeal that. But it's like every now and then they would sit down and then they would get up. I think when it was like well-known classics, oh, we've got to stand up for this one. Like Blank Space, as you say, or Cruel Summer and blank things like space. that. Blank Space. That's it. Blank Space. Blank, blank. You're just nothing but a blank space. Simple as that. <laughs> I'm going to tip out, I'm going to tip X out your face. I'm going to recreate blank space. How, how, lo- how long was the movie? Uh, two hours and three quarters. Three quarters. It was a long one, amigo. It really was the whole shebang. I am now, I've had the whole Taylor Swift experience. I've done it. And there was hardly any backstage documentary stuff. Because I'll tell you one thing. I have seen a documentary on Netflix called Miss Americana. It. You liked it. Very much so. You see her in the record studio coming up with, what well, was Blank Space, I think. That's the one Blank she Space. Blank Space. <laughs> get out of my Blank Space. Haste. In haste, get out of my Blank Space. Um You've got that aspect, and, and she, she does her own music, do you know what I mean? She definitely, it was quite incredible seeing this this very young girl at that point, probably in her 20s, late 20s, coming up with this hit that I listened to on Heart FM on the way to work, and it's it's got a hook to it, it goes without saying, do you know what I mean? What, what, at what point in the movie were you most kind of uncomfortable? Um, not uncomfortable, but you, you felt trapped. How f- you were a long way from the end, you were a long way from the start. What point in the movie? When it is literally like a concert. And, and, a, people a, and how long into the movie was that when you were like, oh, I can't handle much more, but you had to sit through? Intersperse. I think like anything would like. It's like intersperse oh, me, baby. Intersperse, intersperse. It's all about intersperse. Finding that intersperse so I can spend intersperse time with you. Okay, everybody. So David's going to review Taylor Swift's new movie. Well played to him for 
bloody going and watching it and sitting through it. So if you'd like to have a guess at how many chalk ices out of five David's going to give it, then uh, actually I'll... Um, flipping hell, what are you going to give this? I'll have, I'll have a guess as well. What the hell are you going to give this? What the hell are you going to... Um, I know. I know. I think I know. Well, I don't know, but... Okay, so if you can all have a guess what you think David's going <sighs> to... Yeah. Okay, David. So, the Taylor Swift, the new movie, Taylor Swift, the, I don't know, the concert. How many chalk ices out of five are you going to give it? I would give it three out of five. Yeah, it's not a complete... It's too long. It's way too long. If there weren't people um, manically dancing around me and it wasn't nearly three hours like Schindler's List, um, uh, it would have been... Yeah, I don't... You know, it's, it's well shot. Man, it's a show. It really is. I mean, the lighting effects and the screen. Every now and then you get a shot over her shoulder from her point of view. And it made me really hungry for a documentary because, I mean, she is like the messiah every evening. All these people are turning up, not just for a band, for her. You know what I mean? I think Paul McCartney got that kind of uh, devotion when he was with the Beatles, not on his own. And um, it is well shot. Sometimes the editing is so quick, though. It's just like, oh, God, three hours of that. Um, hell, mate. Close-ups. You've got a lot on her um, backing dancers as well. You see the whole team. It, it made me very hungry for a behind-the-scenes. Well, you got a Blur one coming up, haven't you? you got a Blur behind-the-scenes documentary. Oh, when's that coming? They were filming it when we were at Wembley. Oh, man, I love all that. Oh, I I'll think so. I think so, yeah. I'll be Googling that. I love a behind-the-scenes. It's like that David Beckham documentary series. I love celeb oh, um, fluff. Oh, Absolutely love it. Victorian Beckham at home. Him cleaning the kitchen. Her calling out in the background. I'm off, babe. I'm off to work. Yeah. No, where are you going? Where yeah, are you going? Oh, I'm off, oh, I'm off for a facial. You know that, David. Well, tell them what you're well, doing. Tell them you're doing that, then. Oh, amazing. As he's either <laughs> looking for honey from his bees or he's doing his next Lego project. Well, David... Amazing. So three out of five for the Taylor Swift movie. What can I say? Thank you for sitting through it and reviewing it. And, Not uh, a problem. It's well, the cinematography is very yeah, cinematic. Yeah, you liked it. So if you're um, a Taylor Swift fan, oh God, go and cocaine, see it. amigos. Crack cocaine. Thank you, Absolutely. David, for this week's m- new movie review. Absolutely not a problem. It's taking, and also the interesting thing with it is that um, she's been very crafty in that the studios aren't involved. It's just her and the cinema chain. So she'll get a massive slice of the box office, and it's already made loads of money. And a lot of studios are finished this section. Sorry, you are quite right. Literally, I'm a man who'd never leave your house. Never ask me around for coffees and donuts. I can't edit this bugger. Thank you, oh, David. Right, 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 actually, there it is. The door has been closed. Don't keep knocking on the door and talking for the letterbox.
So, David, you got any movie news this week? One bit of interesting movie news is that I was um, uh, listening and, and going on um, movie websites, as you do, and uh, they do lots of things on toy conventions, because toy conventions are an interesting insight into what the new films are going to be. And um, uh, they give you little spoilers if you look at the new toys appearing for blockbusters. In actual fact, they've got a saying in Hollywood now, which is like, is your script toy, does your Talk, does your script have toy etiquette attached to it? And that means that, yes, and that means um, uh, could you make toys around that script? If it's such a large budget, can we have other spin-off merchandise? But anyway, my point is a lot of the toys that came out this year in the toy convention were AI toys, and there's lots of Pokemon toys and Marvel toys, whereby kids will be able to have very detailed conversations with the toys. So you'll be able to have a very detailed conversation with the Hulk or Pikachu. And when you think it is just basically a verbalized version of ChatGPT. And there was a one person that was interviewed that was a Marvel toy. I can't remember which one it was. And they were at the stand and they were having a conversation with Thor or Iron Man. And the, uh, the the woman behind the stand started laughing, saying, "Ah, oh, um, we didn't even teach him that. We didn't even know he could talk about that." So it's just like it literally is like a literal movie, like Meg. The you know the Hulk is just learning all the time. And the idea, the end game they want, and that's not a pun intended, but the end game with Marvel is that you'll be able to go and watch the latest Avengers film but then have a chat with Hulk afterwards about it. What was that bit like? How did you feel when you picked up that that that, that Star Cruise? Can we do that now if you're, if you're a Hulk? Oh, 100%. Um, hello, Hulk. Hello, Danny. What was it like when you were fighting that bad man? Hulk gets angry. Hulk needs to realise that anger is not always a solution. But Hulk... Sorry, this is going slightly... No, 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 no. Um, Hulk realises that he had to help his friend. So Hulk bang, Hulk bang. Hulk hurt people and Hulk goes home annoyed with Hulk. Big muscles. I do have big muscles, Danny. And I use them to help America. Rip shots. Yes, purple whip shorts. I would like to wear trousers. It gets cold in the winter, but nothing can fit my pulpitizing nuclear thighs. Bumhole. I do have a bumhole, but I am never able to use it as the Hulk because I'm so angry it gets stuffed upside inside me. Bruce can defecate, but Hulk can't. I'm too busy and too angry. Wow, and that could happen in the cinema, are you saying? After you know, the... when you get home, or perhaps a drive home in the car on the back of the Nissan, the family, and then you could discuss the experience in a more intimate manner with the Hulk. Uh, what, would the Hulk just be sat on your dashboard? Or... Oh, no, 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 it's a toy. So it would be a Hulk uh, plushie, or it would be a Hulk figure that you could discuss So it's just it. a, a little... that. Oh, that yeah, kind yeah, of Star Wars yeah. Like an action figure. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say... You'd pull the Hulk out of the glove compartment. 
yeah, absolutely. And you have a chat with them about it. I've just seen you in Avengers. That sounds like David Bowie. Uh, I've just seen you in Avengers. And uh, be like, um, oh, did you enjoy it? So I sound like a sort of um, samurai. But um, the whole, I mean, this podcast doesn't uh, promise spot on impressions. So, you know, you get what you get. You get what you give. And um, it's very much a case of uh, you can discuss it with him in detail. And after a while, um, he'll always have an intimate relationship with you. Type of thing. So one day I'll better sit down and have a very detailed conversation with Indiana Jones. And perhaps work out that we don't actually get on that well. You know, that'd be a bit of a handful, which you, when you find 007 a bit of a handful. You know, you have a one-to-one chat and you find him quite arrogant. What part of Indiana Jones do you think you go, hmm, once you get to know him? A bit cynical, a bit like, um, well, I don't know, kid, I just turn up and I do it. What, what, what are all these questions? You know, perhaps not as like... Um, you know, kind of uh, interactive and not an open book because a lot of these anti, not anti-heroes, but these like dark brooding heroes, they've got a lot of emotions bubbling in the background. They're more about action than discussing the actual situation. So you probably find yourself in a situation whereby, you know, I don't know, I just do what I do. Have you ever been to Arundel, Indiana? Uh, yeah, I went to Arundel once. I was looking for um, some holy wand stick or whatever. Once again, I didn't get it. Those Nazi guys got there before me, but it's a long story. Life's life, I guess. That's a no- You're a prat, Indiana. Oh, man. Well, you may have a point, but look in the mirror. <laughs> I think there might be a bigger crowd in the room with me sucking up the oxygen. It'd be all that, wouldn't it be cliche yeah. lines all the time? <gasps> Who would you like to have a, a chat with? What, a, a, a film character? Yes, Travis Bickle would be a bit one-dimensional. Um, I was going to say Woody Allen, but you can't say that these days. A Woody Allen character would be quite... Um, I guess, um, oh, Lawrence of Arabia would be interesting. That would be an interesting character to chat to. Um... I think, uh, do you know what? The sort of person I think I probably could sit down and have a, a chinwag to is probably a Michael Douglas character. Oh, I tell you what, a lot of the Jack Nicholson characters going through an existential crisis would be quite interesting. They would be um, a compelling chat. Type of thing. Al Pacino and Serpico, he might be interesting. Well, David, thank you so much for this week's movie news. Thank you for listening, sir. Thank you for listening. David Edwards Movie Review So, it's this week's movie review, David. Again, I cannot remember uh, what hello. film man... Oh, hello, Mandy. Hello. Oh. <laughs> We've sorted out our honeymoon, oh, yes. okay. Oh, what's happening now? Do you not hear us? No, I didn't know. Oh, they've sorted out their honeymoon. So they are now officially married? Is that what you're saying? No, they've sorted it out. They know where they're going to go after they get married. And where are they going? We'll ask her. Uh, Mandy, you just wondered, um, uh, I'm just fascinated about the honeymoon coming up. Where where, where, where have you planned to go? Uh, Do you care? She She just said, 
Do you care? Well, does he? I do care. I wouldn't ask if I didn't care. I'd be straight on to my review. I I'm a passionate film man who loves to chat films. I think the pause. That's a bad idea. And other than an Ibiza, immediately you're going to be um, taken hostage and you'd be used to uh, cook up kebabs. That's a fact. They'll take them hostage and they'll use her as a heating implement Who to will? cook kebabs. The people of Ibiza, the party community. No, it's on the quiet side of the island. Yes, it's on the quiet oh, side. Oh, there you go. Uh, a bit boring, though, it's got to be said. You There's not much to man. do with your wills. I've gone on many a ramble with you and they endlessly squeak. So I hope there's someone that will uh, put oil in their, their rucksack, which I did for you. What a toxic regularly. relationship you have with us. Yes. Oh, sorry, sorry. Jealous man. I'm sorry, with Mandy. And, and not at all. I apologise. It's him. Jealous man. Jealous man. What, what movie are we reviewing this week, David? It was um, uh, the Doug Lyman um, uh, film uh, called uh, American Made, starring the one and only Tom Cruise. I'd love to have a chat with his AI, which I'm hoping is going to be possible in five years' time. American Made, Tom Cruise. When did you watch it? I saw it on the Saturday. Uh, the mission was given to me, like Bond would in, do. In the as afternoon. Soon as gives you the mission, you do it. Yes, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So it's a biographical crime thriller that brings together the captivating charisma of Tom Cruise and the intriguing real-life story of Barry Seal. It's based on a true-life story. It definitely sucks you in. Uh, this tape, this film takes us on a wild ride through the world of drug trafficking. Basically, Tom Cruise, it's based on a real-life story, Tom Cruise is a pilot and he exports and imports things in his plane uh, from uh, the United States to Colombia. And originally, he's smuggling in cigars but then he gets sucked into bigger, bigger jobs. I mean, the main thing is the CIA ask him if he'll do weapon runs for them uh, between America and the USA and Colombia. But then when he's in Colombia, he starts to make connections with drug dealers, uh, Pablo Escobar being the main one. And he's got a double life. He's helping the CIA, but then he's also bringing back drugs. So he's doing, he's killing two birds with one stone. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to give away too much of the plot, but um, he's making loads of money. It's almost got a Goodfellas vibe. Yeah, the amount of cash that he's got, they don't even know where to hide it in his home because um, he's got kids and a wife. But um, it's so. I mean, let's give you a general kind of overall element. Well, before when you sat when you sat down to watch it, what was the difference? And the feeling you had between sitting down to watch that and sitting down to watch Peach Dragon. It's all, you know, you shouldn't say it because clearly he's part of a, one of the biggest cults in uh, the world. And they're quite a deranged outfit, that Scientology. But you just can't go wrong with the cruise control. Once I know all Tom's in front of the steering wheel. So I'm, you sat I'm down left. very comfortable with your little oh, yeah. snacky. I think he's got... I mean, he's done the odd wrong move, like films like The Mummy. I thought I was quite shocked by the quality of that. But it's never crap with Tom Cruise. It's always, you know, I mean, that's a very, uh, you know, inarticulate description. It's not crap. Imagine that on a poster. It's not crap, Dave Edwards. <laughs> but um, it's very much, um, you know, you're in sensible hands. Also, the other thing I like about this idea is, you know, recently, he, in some ways, he plays it so carefully with his cinema outings with, like, Ethan Hunt and Maverick. They're almost these, um, Ethan Hunt being Mission Impossible, they're almost these messiah-like characters. They're these very pure, all-good guys. Whereas if you look at his 80 films, 
80s films like uh, Rain Man, um, uh, The Firm. He, he plays more kind of three-dimensional, um, certainly with Rain Man, anti-hero characters. And you get that more in American Made. It's the last time he played an anti-hero character where there was shades of darkness. Well, let's have a little listen to a clip from American Made. You know who I am, Mr. Seal? No, oh, ma'am. I'm Dana Sabota, State Attorney General. You've got DEA, ATF, FBI, all wanting their pound of flesh. Yes, ma'am, it's, it's quite a room. Yeah. Well, you hit to trifecta, didn't you? I mean, guns, drugs, money laundering. And the state of Arkansas is going to rip the bark right off of you, boy. We are going to put you in a four-by-six cell for the rest of your life. Maybe that's a long time. Yeah. Miss Sabota, I've Governor Clinton on the line. He says it's urgent. Come here. Just come here. Put him through. Clear the room. Take him with you. Yeah. What do you need, Bill? Did y'all know? The caddies have more trunk space than any other car in the world. I'll get each and every one of you a caddy. Huh? you do that for all of us? Yes, sir, I would. I'll get all y'all caddies. Have them here this afternoon. What are you trying to do, Seal? Add another 20 for bribery? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just offering y'all caddies for your troubles. What trouble, Seal? Hmm? Well, bring me down here for one. See, I'm going to walk out of here. <laughs> I'm going to walk out of here. <laughs> There ain't a damn thing any one of you can do about it. Do it. Wait, 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 wait a minute, huh? No, no, he's free to go, boys. What the hell do you mean he's free to go? Explain what's going on here. He's free to go. Free to go? You boys should have taken the caddies. I'll be seeing you, Seal. Ma'am. I tell you, it is good to see you, boys. I, I ain't gonna lie. But I figured you'd have to show up, see? I just know too much. Schaefer sent you, right? Who the fuck is Schaefer? What did you eat when you watched it? Um, I don't think I ate anything, but I had... Um, I think I just had the one cup of tea in, in you know, simple as that. I was very um, engaged. Well, when you watch it, yeah, when you're watching a film that you don't like, you're busy making scones and well, oh, baking scones. I'm mean, Jamie Oliver mode. Yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, you know, an angry, it's like, um, uh, yeah, definitely Nigella Lawson yeah. on cocaine, yeah. which apparently she did regularly, didn't she? So she could cook, but also write a cookery books. You were entertained. You were enjoying it. This was an enjoyable That's- afternoon. Do I give my review after we've guessed how, how much it is? Or I know this isn't, this is me getting slightly, I don't know how much. I'll, I'll, I'll give a general review, shall I now, sort of thing? Yeah, or, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Want, yeah. Sort of yeah I don't think anyone gives a shit, really. Think, but yeah, your like general still, review. General review. Well, I hope they give a little. No, they give a, a shit. No, no I'm, they, joking, you know. I'm joking. Yeah, that was jo- <laughs> so I wouldn't go into deep mode there. I think uh, I like to think that people do. Uh, they give a shit, a, but you know, this is a central a, part of their it's life. It's a bit of fun. 
absolutely just relax Dave just go with it mate I would say definitely based on a Will's story is intriguing definitely um, as I say you've got like Tom Cruise playing more of an anti-hero like he did in War of the Worlds he's still a likeable chap but he's got some faults in his personality because Maverick and Ethan Hunt they can be a bit one tone I think it's the last time he did that and also um, it moves along at a good pace and um, he's almost like a, a bit of a um, overly enthusiastic clown. He just like embraces any opportunity given to him to embrace the American dream. So it's like, right, you want me to smuggle drugs? Absolutely. You want me to smuggle weapons? Absolutely. But the more he, he works with different people that don't realize he's working for other people, he's he finds himself in this prison of lies. It's almost like we watched Talented Mr. Ripley last week. And we reviewed that. Don't get me wrong. They're very different films. But it's once again, this character's getting deeper and deeper into trouble. And the- Sorry. Shit. Sorry. I think I've got some sort of, as soon as I hear something, sometimes I have to, my wife has oh, taught me that. Let's just go with it. Deeper and deeper in the ocean of lies. Deep down. Remember that? He's 17. Oh, absolutely. I was doing my own version, but oh. then suddenly the E17 influence, deep, deep down. I do remember that black and white wearing their, like, ski jackets. Going deep, Rapping, baby, baby, deep, deep down. Deep, deep, deep down. What does your um, partner say that sometimes you just take a right oh, turn? Oh, just, she just has this, like, uh, like that. I don't know. She'll just, you'll say something and she'll just go, yeah, I don't know what she does really. Oh, she, it, she, so it's not you doing it. She, she'll do it. She'll suddenly go into a different tangent type yeah. thing. And she sort of taught me to do that, so apologies. Oh, not at all. I mean, that's just a <laughs> show creative mind. I'm blaming my wife for cutting in. Absolutely, him. from polluting yourself. <laughs> there is element. But I mean, you know, not at all. I think it's almost like every now and then we want um, some kind of feedback from the YouTube community. How much do you enjoy this... Um, uh, unrehearsed acapella does it hook you in does it interest you because if it does I'm here to serve the audience yeah and I'll do an improvised rap whenever I sort of cut in and do a song I imagine people like really listening to the the review going oh for fuck's sake why have we got stopped for an E17 I can't help it David I can't help it Not ab- absolutely we are what we are we are as you God are what you eat. Us. quite right you are what you read absolutely um so yeah it's a case of uh, it's very much a character piece uh, the pace is very quick very fast it's by Doug Lyman the guy who did the Bourne film the first Bourne film not the others that was Paul Greengrass he did Jumper he did the um, uh, the other Tom Cruise film where Tom Cruise finds himself in a time loop and I'm forgetting the name of that because in actual, they, no, it's not Looper that's Ryan Johnson but it's Minority of, Report it's not that one, but Minority Report is a good one. Because they actually changed the title from cinema to DVD. Uh, so it's like time loop film, uh, Tom Cruise. So he's well known for these very fast moving. Edge of Tomorrow, that's the movie. Uh, he also did that with Tom Cruise. So um, it's got that fast moving pace, but it's definitely about a man who's getting very greedy money wise. He's got so much money, he doesn't know what to do with it because it's all given to him t- in notes. It's Tony Way in Edge of Tomorrow. He is. He is in, uh, yeah. In, uh, Ed- I had a good chat with him about 
working with Tom. Should get Tommy oh, on. Wow, the pod. what was that like? Yeah, gosh, yes. Give him on the pod. I'd right. love to have him on the podcast and we just talk about Tom memories. Yeah. Right, let's review uh, American Made. So for all of you um out there in YouTube land watching live, please uh put your uh uh, uh guesses into the uh, chat box. How many Chalk Ices out of five do you think David's going to give American Made? That's what it's called, isn't it? American Made? Absolutely, American Made. He's a made through um, the insanity and the contradictions of America. Okay, I am going... The American Dream gone full throttle. Okay, I'm going to have my guess. Right, everyone's having their little guesses. Interesting what they think. Uh, Andy McH is having his little guess. Elisa, Mark Burton, the cardboard giraffe's having a little guess. Would you? Cardboard giraffe. <laughs> would you? Would you believe? Uh, okay, David. So, American Made, Tom Cruise's movie, American Made. How many chalk ices out of five are you going to give it? Three point five. Oh, Andy oh. McH said 3.5. KB said 3.5. Mike Rolls said 3.5. Simon Williams said 3.5. The Cardboard Giraffe said 3. Mark Burton said 3.5. John Salmon said 3.5. Zoe F said 3.5. Hmm. Okay. So you weren't blown away by it? Oh, no, no, no. I, I thought it was good. And it was very, very much near a four. I would say because it moves along so quickly, it almost at times goes for dark humour and comedy. And because of that, there's a lack of depth to supporting characters. I think it would have added a bit more to it if he'd spent a bit more time at home with his family and his wife, who appear briefly. But I think more time with them would have um, would have helped. Why certainly. have I never heard of this film, David? Because, yeah, it didn't set the world on fire. And I think it's probably the last time he's done one of these kind of very character-focused films because everything he's done since is very spectacle-orientated. And he's right to do that because people, I think, made uh, America Made um, is now more of a Netflix experience. It's, you know, to go to the cinema now, it's got to be exper- experiential, as they say, and it's got to be him doing a stunt you know, like leaping off the side of a cliff on a bike or, um, you know, real-life aviator cinematography with Maverick. You know, it's got to be these very spectacle-driven movies. So you, you recommend it, though? So it's, a, it's an I enjoyable movie? Absolutely. I, I definitely recommend it. Um, but I just say um, lack, lack of depth for the supporting characters. I mean, like the CIA agent that appears every now and then, played by Donald Gleeson, you know, He's interesting, but it'd been interesting to have a bit more depth within him and certainly more focus on the family life because there would be more at stake, I think. I enjoyed the fast-moving pace of it, but I think sometimes it just needed to stop, breathe, and let the characters develop a bit more. Well, David, thank you so much for this week's Random Movie Review. Thank you for your eardrum time. Thank you for listening to me, people. David Edwards Movie Tips. So, David, have you got any movie tips this week? And just to let you know, DDD PPP says in the chat, uh, 
Are either of you aware that the 2023 World Confectionery Conference was last week? World Confectionery Conference? Wowzers! What new um, things were people plugging there? World Confectionery Imagine walking around that day. Oh, absolutely. Like a Homer Simpson dream. Just putting your hand in things and just grabbing little treats. The World Confectionery Conference. Chocolate, sweets, snacks and bakery. Oh, my in goodness. Harrogate. Let's have a look at that. So what is it last called? Year it was it, last year it was in Brussels. This, week, this year it was in Harrogate. The World Confectionery uh, conference. conference. Nestle. Ferrero. York Cocoa House. Oh my god, I probably would have gone to that. Who are the speakers? Farm Force, Luca Chocolate, Sweet Dreams Confectionery, James Jeffrey from Sweet Dreams Confectionery. Get him on the Sweeties pod. Absolutely, and also awards. Who won the awards? So enter now for free. But does it say who won the awards? You know, can you who imagine came up with the crunchiest chocolate yeah, bar? Yeah, can you imagine like the best new chocolate bar? Oh my god! Like. Wow, there's a magazine you can get a world confectionery magazine. Darien Awards 2022. Oh my goodness! Once again, um, there is just no consistency of our podcast chat, um, but. Uh, yeah, God, that looks amazing. Annoyingly, it's not immediately giving me close-ups on cookies and um, bowls of m M&M. and Winner is someone called Kerry. You might have to give me more than that. Um, who does <laughs> Kerry work for? In- ingredients Innovation is Kerry. Who's that? Okay. It's a poorly constructed website. Sorry, it's not for All me right. to... All right, have a go. Yeah, that, that, that is a bit off of me, isn't it? Okay, David. So, you got any movie tips this week? Definitely. I would... Um, I would definitely say on Netflix, this is a movie that I really, it's not, you know, it's not a perfect film. I thought maybe the ending wasn't great, but it's definitely one to check out. I think you would like Hearing it, Captain. Hearing that, it immediately makes me go, I'm not going to watch it then. Oh, no, I know. As well, as I hear the that, endings thought, a bit. I know, no, I know. It's, I, I'm being too negative there, too negative. It's called um, Fair Play. It stars um, the guy who um, uh, played Han Solo in the young Solo films, and it, that really affected his career in a bad, bad way. What? What? Um, Why? What happened? Well, it was a massive flop. It didn't do well at all, did well, it? Well, that affected his career. Oh, massively, because he was supposed to be like the big... Um, uh, he was put on the, um, the platform. Uh, it was his big break, and it got very oh, poor no. reviews. Alden Henrich... Uh, E-H-R-E-N-R-E-I-I-C-H and it's directed and written by Chloe uh, Dormont and um, Phoebe Dynevor is the actress and basically um, Phoebe Dynevor it's very good it's it's very much a character drama it has elements of an erotic thriller attached to it so it's, it's slightly in keeping with the tone of like attraction not exactly like that but it has that vibe it's got a feel that this would have been a big film in the cinema in the 80s and 90s but now it goes straight to Netflix which in a way is a shame because I would have enjoyed watching it in the cinema it basically um, they work for a, um, a stockbroker company 
And so it's very um, shark-infested, intense, hyper-competitive setting. And two workers there have an affair. Well, it's not an affair, they're not married, but um, they're having a, um, a relationship and they don't want anyone in the office to know about it because it'll be used against them because it's that competitive. And um, she overhears the boss, who's played by Eddie Marson, who does a great role, Great, great job of it, saying she overhears half a conversation that someone's going to be promoted and she thinks it's her secret boyfriend who works in the uh, office and she tells him in the bar later on that it's based in New York. She goes, babe, you're going to make it. You're going to go up the ladder finally. And he's like, fantastic. The next day they go in and um, Eddie Marson's character reveals he's got the big uh, promotion. It's not him. It's her and then it's how a sense of toxicity toxicity appears within the relationship because he's jealous and he feels as though his masculinity has been robbed by him that his um, female partner who he's now engaged with but no one knows that in the office is now getting a big promotion so first of all he feels it's the promotion he should have and secondly now his fiance is in charge of him and it's how um, uh, he basically tries to navigate these kind of and her as well these uh, these feelings of um that it's ruined the relationship purely because she's got a promotion that he hasn't and it's a very interesting character study this is new this is on it Netflix. certainly is and it's um yeah it's just a very interesting modern day psychological putting two personalities under the microscope well will, will it thrill me david well, I feel thrilled. Yes, I think it will do, definitely, because you never quite know um, to what extent, uh, certainly the the, uh, the, the male fiancé is um, trying to sabotage her or is filled with anxiety and is trying to help her but battling his inner demons or he's just out and out trying to mess things up for her. You never quite know, but it's definitely worth watching on Netflix, 100%. How many chuck ices from you there? I would give it um, a four out of five. Ooh, that's, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's good. Definitely that's good from there's you. There's definitely some good moments. It would keep you engaged, certainly. Like a proper adult character drama, you know, looking at, um, you know, uh, power dynamics within relationships, how we've come a lot further with equal rights, but you've still got that patriarchy ideology in the background dominating people's thinking. And um, yes, it was an interesting one, certainly. Thank you so much, David, for this week. This week's movie tip. Not a problem. It is. David, would you... Go on. Sorry, there's nothing more annoying than uh, the only point I was going to make about it. It did very well at the Sundance Film Festival, and it's a bit depressing how it's just gone straight onto Netflix. It was a big Sundance movie, and that would have been like a new Tarantino career or a new Ryan Johnson career, but now it's like slap bang Netflix. It would have been, you know, your local Duke of York cinema, but there's nothing worse than being interrupted, Captain. I do apologize. You're going on to a new chapter, and I've dragged you back. Are we ready? Oh, apologies. <laughs> I apologise. I know that. that it's very annoying though when someone does that. And I, no, it's not. It's well, you've not. got you've got um, strong shoulders because I'd have chucked a mouse pad across the lounge by now. You're a big man than me. Thank you, David. Bigger man than me. You're doing it again? Sorry, sorry. God, it's annoying, isn't that sorry? Oh, let's just fight through the anger and the irritation, and resentment towards Edwards. It's just. 
go. <laughs> Thank you so much for this week's movie tip. Thank you. Sleep <laughs> it there. Close the door. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Just leave it there. End, end off. David Edwards Random Movie Generator Okay, so it's my favourite time of the week. It's the random movie generator where Mandy generates a movie, Perfect. three movies for you to uh, review next week. And it's up to you. Uh, you choose which, sorry, which one you are going to review. Blindfolded. Absolutely. Okay, so the first movie, David. You got a good one, pretty good one last oh, week. Oh, yeah, I, remember, I did. I enjoyed that. Let's see if we can get you another good one. It's over to you. Please choose the genre of the first movie you might be reviewing next week. Stop. Adventure. Wonderful. And now we'll choose the decade. Stop. 2010s. That's got potential. Please generate four movies, adventure movies, from the 2010s, please. Thank you. Okay, Mandy has generated four movies, adventure movies, from the 2010s. She's got them in her belly. She's spinning them around. And now it's time for you to tell her when to stop spinning. Tinkerbell, The Legend of Never Beast. Unbelievable. Are you kidding me? No. Unbelievable. And what are the other three? Um, Ruroni Keshin Part 1 Origins. Got good reviews. Trolls, Tinkerbell, and Paddington. God, how annoying. Paddington would have been good and Trolls would have been good. So it's Legend of the Never Beast. Legend. Tinkerbell, the Legend of the Never Beast. Okay. Wow, that sounds pretty horrific. <laughs> Stinkbit says you're livid. Absolutely. <laughs> just to get, I'm not livid yet. I'm just trying to get my head around that. Okay, let's choose the genre of the second movie you might be reviewing next week. Stop. Science fiction. Ooh, okay, that sounds good. Now let's choose the decade. Stop. 2000s. Okay, now that could be good. Mandy, uh, could you please generate... Four science fiction movies from the 2000s, please. She has done. 
she's spinning they're spinning around in her belly and now it's time for you to tell her when to stop spinning CJ7 they've been out what are these films what are the other three Futurama Deja Vu I'd love to watch Deja Vu I've always wanted to see that and Jason Statham's The One man instead once again what on earth CJ7 what is that about? Fucking hell, it's a family drama. Fucking oh, my hell. God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not going to say anything about it, though. Let's Nothing just see more. if this next one will save me. This is like <sighs> Wimbledon, isn't it? Am I gonna Can get you imagine if you set? get an absolute gem now, and then it, you've got a... Oh, pickle. yeah. It'll just be like flippity skip. Okay. Okay, so take your time. This is a big one. This is a big choice. Okay, let's choose the genre of the movie, the third movie that you might be reviewing next week. Stop. Fantasy. Okay. And now the decade, please. Stop. 1970s. Okay. Please generate three fantasy movies, four fantasy movies from the 1970s. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay, Mandy has uh, generated four fantasy movies from the 1970s. She's spinning them around in her belly. It's time for you to tell her when to stop spinning. Stop. Eraser head. Oh my god, what the David Lynch film? Well that would be interesting, certainly. So this is what we've got, David. Woo! We've got Tinkerbell, Legend of the Never Beast, CJ7, or Eraserhead. Well, you can get more of a different bag than that. Here That's we go. I've given each movie uh, an A, a B, and a C. I've jumbled them up, or have I? And it's now down to you to tell me which movie you will be reviewing next week. Is it going to be A, B, or C? A. CJ7. Oh, CJ7. I have to write that down because I've never heard of it and I'll forget about it when I, um... So it's literally, I've never heard about I've never heard of it in my life, people of Britain. Um, CJ7. So it's just literally... Do you want to know a little bit? I won't give you any reviews. CJ7. Or... So it's just C, a J, and a 7. Yeah. Directed by Stephen Chow. Uh, Stephen Chow Chow was involved in Shaolin Soccer yeah I'm aware of Shaolin Soccer I'm aware of him that was like a comedy football Kung Fu Hustle yes CJ7 okay well there you go sir CJ7 it is the um the generator has spoken you're gutted aren't you you're gutted 
Uh, well, I mean, you know, I'm aware of the directors. So there might be something there. Dr. Greggle um, says Stephen Chow is great. Yes, he is good. I mean, I'm more than happy to... Um, uh, I'm more than happy to, to go with that. I mean, there is definitely that element that, uh, you know, he's, he's good at what he does. So Mike I, Roll says Shaolin Soccer is great. Okay. Yeah, okay. We'll leave it at that. There might be something in this movie, there CJ7. Might be. Yeah. I mean, he's good. Do you know what I mean? And um, the soccer one isn't um, Shanghai Soccer. It's not Shanghai Soccer. It's Shanghai Soccer or whatever. Um, Shaolin Soccer. I did watch that a long, long time ago because I remember Joe Cornish really promoting it. So you never know. There might be something I there. think you're going to come in next week and go, do you know what? I like CJ7. Who you, ne- you absolutely never know. Sometimes when you go with high expectations, they're always very much lowered. Like Taylor Swift last night. You know, I had nothing against her, but I was very much on the fence. But there were moments, it was too long. She had said her welcome. But um, there were moments of, I can see why people are tapping their toes. Thank you so much, David, for this week's Random Movie Generator. Are you up for answering some patron questions? 100%. Always up for that. Lovely. 100%. 100%. Thank you, David. It's been wonderful, as ever. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, please, if you like the podcast, tell your friends. Tell everyone about it. Retweet it on Twitter or uh, Instatalk. And tell, uh, tell everyone and uh, subscribe and like and leave a comment. Uh, anything else, David? That's all of that. Please, please subscribe. I am literally on my knees right now, like a saint, knee with my hands together, like I'm praying, like I'm clapped and frozen. That's what it sounds, looks like when you're praying, doesn't it?